Welcome to TikTok Radio. I'm your host, Victoria Jameson. I'm a verified TikTok creator and professional makeup artist based in Dallas, Texas. After gaining over 800,000 TikTok followers in just six months, I became obsessed with helping aspiring creators and entrepreneurs unlock their full potential on the fastest growing app in the world. If you're looking to find your niche, increase your income, and build your influence with short form video content, then you are in the right place. My goal for this podcast is to inspire and empower you with actionable tips and insight from top TikTok creators so that you can master the For You page and build your brand on TikTok and beyond. There's no better time to start than right now. Let's dive into this week's episode of TikTok Radio. What's up, TikTok Radio? We have a very special guest today. We have Brian Moeller. Am I saying your last name right? I should have asked it's, you that before we hit record. It's Moeller, but literally Mahler. everyone starts with Moeller. So it, you're... it seems the most phonetic, <laughs> yeah. right? Every, I don't know. Most people say Moeller, but it's actually like Moeller. The way I say it is think of like Molly versus like Moeller the tooth. There's one L in Moeller. But like, oh. if you said Molly, it would be like Mall. You know Got what I mean? it. Okay. So. Brian Mahler. Yeah, that's me. There we go. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Brian. Uh, we connected through Instagram, actually. And I've seen your videos on my For You page. So I'm super excited to have you sharing <laughs> about you. your journey as a creator. So thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, so let's dive right into the good stuff. Uh, how did you get started on TikTok? Just for the record, when we're doing this interview, um, Brian has about 610,000 followers on Instagram and 1.9 million on TikTok, and he's verified. Big deal. Yeah. So how did you <laughs> find yourself here? Um, so it's kind of a wild story because um, I started on TikTok because I was doing radio. I was a, a radio personality in Boston, and I was part-time. So the station was like a younger, like top 40 kind of station. They were gearing towards um, a younger audience. So they kind of were pushing for us to like just get involved in TikTok because, you know, music trends as they were and everything. So I tried it just because I was like, I'm part time and I'm, I want to get full time. So I'm going to try and be the best on TikTok out of everyone at the station. And then 2020 happened and the station flipped and the entire on-air staff got fired. So oh, wow. I was like, cool beans. Uh, all right. And so then I didn't really have like a creative outlet or anything and I didn't really know what to do with it. And just started playing around more with like, you know, you know how TikTok works, like with sounds and doing silly yeah. videos over stuff or whatever. Um, and then one day, the first video that went viral has nothing to do with what I normally do for content and is way out of my pocket. But it was um, me and my wife were like on a walk in 2020. And I was like, you know, it's funny that there's so many TikTok dance trends, but we kind of had them when we were in school, except we didn't have anywhere to put them. We just did them at school dances. We just did the dance. And she was like, oh, that's a good idea. We should do a TikTok of like all the old school, like millennial dance trends. And I was like, all right, word. And she was confident as hell. She was like, this is going to be huge. This is going to go super viral. I was like, honey, that's not, that's not how this works. That's 
And like to her credit, fellas, listen to your wives because she was a hundred percent right. It like we did it, posted it, and it was just us dancing to these old like Soldier Boy and all this oh, other stuff. And it that was blew my stuff. up. Yes, yes, like Soldier Boy and um, you know, meet me in the trail. It's going down, like all that stuff. Yes, and it just like blew up. And then I didn't know what to do because I am no dancer and I'm not doing all these dance trends and stuff. So I just kind of leaned back on, I had done a year of improv and sketch writing. So I just mm. started doing sketches and then that sort of like just took off. People were just like, all right, I can deal with it. You're not dancing anymore, but I'll take, this is funny enough that I'll stick around. So that's kind of how it all started was just like by accident. And I just needed a creative outlet and, Kind of just threw it out there and it worked. I don't know how or why, but it did. <laughs> See, it's funny because I feel like we've had a lot of people say like it kind of happened by accident, but then it also, I've had several people say that their wives are the ones that encourage them to do it. <laughs> and then here they are as a full-time creator. So um, happy wife, happy life is all I'm saying. Yep. Yep. So Amen you had a background in radio. So what you were hosting like uh, it was basically DJing? Like, it was like any talk or any like music station just like i was the guy that was talking to you right before the song starts so i was the guy okay. you were hoping would shut up before the lyrics came in <laughs> love that yeah so you already had a background in i mean that's kind of performing in a way you definitely have to be like yeah. on your toes a hundred percent a hundred percent because i always even since like grade school or high school or whatever i just enjoyed entertainment and and that whole process whether it was like hosting something at school functions and all this other stuff and when i was younger i wanted to do acting and kind of let people talk me out of it and then sort of rolled into this like just series of trying to figure out what kind of entertainment i wanted to do and i did like i tried i went to school for sports broadcasting and then that kind of mm. just wasn't it didn't like do it and then I did some radio stuff and then got into the, the like music radio stations where it allowed you a little more creativity to be like funny and crack jokes and be more exclusively entertainment where sports was like, you're just reporting. And if you have a personality, it you can help with the report, but that's it. You're just right. reporting. So I kind of snowballed into all these different things. And then once I fell into like the world of TikTok and just creating these sketches, I was like, oh, this is, yeah this is what I like doing is being able to like tell, even if it's 30 seconds, just tell this stupid little story and make people laugh. And here we are. That's kind of, well, just ironically, one thing I've noticed is that there's a lot of high, like number TikTok creators that now host radio segments, like on Sirius Ooh. XM, like 24 golden. I know he's a musician, but he blew up from TikTok. I know Tink's, Hosts a radio segment on a couple serious channels. There's actually a Sirius XM TikTok radio, not to be confused with my podcast, TikTok radio, but there's a TikTok <laughs> yeah. radio station on Sirius XM. So it's really interesting to see how, on the flip side, it's created people's radio careers in a way. I don't know. Is radio so oh, yeah. big, though? Like, is it? I, I you know? feel like they, they 100% took a hit in COVID, I think. Because like, like I said, we were a station that was kind of trying to grab that younger audience that 
more was listening to like you know spotify or whatever there was no need for them to really tune into the radio and we were trying to find ways to grab the younger audiences which was like trying to move radio forward but also that was our main struggle which made it hard for us to be like successful but Mm -hmm. i i just feel like it's in 2020 then it was it radio took a hard hit because no one was really in their cars anymore because you weren't going to work you were just at home oh i didn't even think so that that, so that's really what kind of punched radio in the throat but i don't know i don't think it is what it used to be but i'm not surprised that people are now hosting um radio things because it's just smart to like use your audience that you've created and leverage it into other career paths and other work rather than just relying on just these videos that I'm creating online or whatever, like using that as a, as a jumping off point to all these other things that you can do. Yeah, absolutely. That's something I talk about a lot is the fact that social media, I think in, I mean, when I was in college, being an influencer, content creator didn't exist. Like this career Mm -hmm. really has taken off in the last eight years and that really is the goal i think for any content creator is to use this platform to build something else like we see with the biggest creators they're using it to start their own podcast which basically becomes into like a show essentially like a variety show or whatever or you know start your own business like I, I, Jeffrey Starr, and I know a lot of people don't like him, but he's a good example of someone that's used their platform to build multiple businesses. Uh, so whether that's being a radio host, if that's your life dream, or if it's, you know, being a CEO, like there's so much opportunity to build this platform and then use it to do even more. hundred percent. And I have, I have friends that have tried to do like the content creator, go down that path. And I don't know how to say it almost as if they expect just because you became a content creator, that like opportunity is just thrown at you and Mm -hmm. you can just do whatever you want and you should just expect people to come to you. But I feel like the, the people that end up being the most successful are the ones that are like, okay, so what I did is I found this audience and then I started getting comments from people being like, oh, you're like a good actor do you act regularly or like your writing for these comedy sketches is great do you write regularly and i was like i don't so then i started taking writing classes and acting classes and try to like hone those skills more and better and in 2020 in 2021 i had never once in my life acted in any project for anything ever outside of my reels and then this year, boom, I had, I think, three, four? Um, I booked four gigs this year in, like, short films, this, that, the other, and wrote a pilot, and I'm working with, like, I've had producers and production companies reach out uh, to see the pilot and, and talk about the pilot and this, that, the other. So I think what's important is also, like, the work behind it and knowing that now that you've built this audience, also build your skills, build yourself, too. And use it as an opportunity to, once you get that chance, make sure what you're giving people is also awesome. Because I think there's a bunch of people that are like, well, I had a video blow up. So now, bang, everyone should be banging on my door. And I'm like, it's not, you still got to have, you still got to work at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like what you see on your screen for a lot of these really big creators is a lot of hard work behind the scenes. Like if anything, I hope people listening to this yeah. podcast that are like aspiring creators realize that, I mean, um, Joe Dabrowski, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, he was one of the, he was on Ellen for a video blowing up and that could mm -hmm. have just stopped there, but he had a history in comedy. He put 10 years of work into being a stand-up comedian and suddenly it took off out of nowhere and has to continue. You have to have, continue putting that work in. I totally agree with that because I've been in this field for, oh my gosh, like seven years now. And if I had just yeah. quit the first time I had a little bit of success and expected to coast from there, like it's a constant uphill struggle. I feel like I think creators, I think mm -hmm. aspiring creators mm -hmm. see big creators and they're like, oh, well they just haven't made. And the truth yeah. is there's a lot of continuous hard work that goes into maintaining and continuing to grow a platform. So, okay, you mm -hmm. had your first video blow up. It was kind of not what you wanted to be known for. You transitioned to kind of doing more skit type work. Um, what was the growth like for you? Was it like explosive and then leveled off? Has it been pretty steady this whole time? I would say it was explosive at first. Um, and maybe I just feel like it was explosive because I wasn't prepared for it, Right. but, um, it blew up like quick. And then basically everything's been pretty steady, like nothing major or huge or like big banger videos, but it's always just consistent engagement, consistent reaction, consistent, just steady growth. And obviously there's ebbs and flows. Some days it'll be right. a ton more than other days but overall i would say it's fairly consistent which i like because that just means that i my quality and work is staying consistent too so yeah, totally so that's that's kind of important to me is to make sure that like that quality is consistently there um but yeah i don't think it's been just like boom or bust it's basically been a steady a steady stream from from start till now that's the way to do it though. So if it's so steady, how are you maintaining that? Do you post every day? What's kind of like your creation schedule? So my, a lot of my stuff too depends on like news. Like if stuff happens, I do, um, basically I have like little worlds of, uh, with my sketches, like there'll be the generations world or the, I basically have the years that work under God in almost like an office setting and God's the CEO and the years are like employees that run everything. And so for like those year ones, it's very based off of news and big stories that happen. So like when the, when Queen Elizabeth died, it was one of those things where I was like, everyone expects me when a celebrity passes away to be like, Oh, well, God's going to be so mad at the years for doing this. I need to see the video. So I'll get tons of messages. Like, did you see the news? And those are the ones that uh, are pretty easy and it, they almost like kind of write themselves. I just have to re mm -hmm. react in the moment and be quick on it. And so when there's a lot of news, it's really easy to punch out a lot of content, like real steady, real fast within a short period of time. Then other days when it's slow, it's a little bit harder to kind of find something that's going to hit people and reach people but I try to keep it, I try to keep it at least 
five days a week, you get one, you get a sketch at least five days out of the week. Mm. Some weeks it'll be more or less depending on what else is going. Like if I book a gig or something, it's hard to, right. to be on set, then come home and find a sketch to bunch out. But usually I try to keep it at about five, at least five videos, five sketches a week for people. Cause it's also a lot. Cause I play like four or five different characters in each sketch. So it's like a lot right. of, you know, changing Back lighting and, and changing this and editing and then doing all this other stuff. So it's a lot of work, but I try to get as much out as possible. Okay. You pointed out like so many great things that I don't <laughs> know if you started. I don't know if you started doing these things intentionally or if you observed what worked for other people and started doing these. But I just want to point out, you're talking about having different series essentially. Uh, mm -hmm. And I kind of talk about this in a way like having a bucket of content. So depending on, you know, yeah. lifestyle creator, comedy creator, whatever reviews, like this applies to every content creator, you have different buckets and you have different series and series are a great way yeah. to continue to engage with your audience. Because like you said, they're hitting you up and being like, oh, did you see the news? They want to see that your spin on it, your interpretation of it. Yeah. So genius, very smart. That keeps people engaged and coming back to your page. Um, and yeah, having it, that like that constant uh, flow of stuff from current events is really, I think, valuable. And it, it being able to do that through current events, almost it's almost like the followers do the work for you, right? Yes. So they hit me up with stories and all of a sudden I'll just check a few DMs and be like, oh my God, this thing happened. All right, I got to go get to work. Blah, 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 blah. Where at first it was me seeking out news stories and whatever was happening now it's instantly they something happens and they go well we got to see what bmo says about it and they'll come to me and tell me the story and be like so i'll be waiting let me know what what god says to this or whatever that and even when the vaccine started i started a series with all the with um pfizer and moderna and um johnson and johnson and made them like personified them as characters interacting with covid directly and so that was another thing that started to blow up to where whenever there was news about covid i got all these you know oh moderna's got a second shot or whatever whatever it was then people would come back and hit you up so i think that's another part that i think a lot of people think of engagement as like i post a video and a lot of people comment and like it and share it and whatever but there's also like that community of even if it's not a video that was just posted they're reaching out to tell me this or they're reaching out to tell me that or just answering some dms and chatting with people and they have these ideas that also stem and feed that content loop because there's a lot of people that maybe have these funny ideas but can't create it right and they're like listen i'm gonna get i'm handing this to you because i want you to make it so i can laugh and enjoy this thing and i think i do think it's important to have different it allows you to reach different people if you have a different series and a different thing. And and everyone has their favorite, but they'll be like, I like the Generations thing, but my favorite is the vaccines. I love when you do the vaccines or vice versa. And it's, it just helps you grow even more because you can reach more people and touch more people and re and relate to more people, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And because the stuff you're talking about is kind of current events based too, it makes it very mm -hmm. shareable. Like a lot of the humor you do yeah. about like millennials and Gen Z and boomers, like it's so shareable. I think 
that's one thing we're seeing right now, especially with reels being pushed, is that content needs to be I mean when I watch reels I'm watching it and sending it to my friends being like this is me this is you ha ha like <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know I think that that's what creators need to keep in mind too right now um and I love that you pointed out engaging with your community basically like I do think yeah. a lot of people see engagement as like numbers but at the end of the day it's also ideas like content ideas i can't tell you how yeah. many times and i i tell aspiring creators this all the time is go look at the comments on videos from creators that are similar to you and see what people are asking yeah. for and give them that because if people are asking for it then they want to see it so it's genius that you're going into the comments and using those ideas it is like a hamster wheel of content like they're it giving really you the ideas. it really is and like a lot of people are really funny and they'll have comments that are hysterical. I'll be like, okay, this needs, I'm stealing this. I need to use this. And they'll be like, please do. And one thing that worked for me was when I was doing the generations, I just did Gen Z, millennials, Gen X and boomers and didn't even know anything about like micro generations or whatever. And then through the comments, people were like, what about Xennials? What about us? What about Xennials? Ba, 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 ba. I don't even well, know anything our about own that. little. <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea at first. And then I started looking it up and I was like, oh, okay, well, they want some of this content. And then once I started adding that character, then you see them all blow up and be like, see, yes, we're finally represented. Ba, 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 ba. And I think that's just so important because then it it's a direct back and forth to your audience. And then they also feel like almost as if they're a part of the content. Like they- They are. Like, in a way, they made it with you, which they did. Right. You know what I mean? So I yes. think that's cool. And it makes them feel even more connected to you and what you're doing. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, like, the parasocial aspect of social media, where you are building these, like, relationships, essentially, with your audience. Yeah. The one missing key for so many creators is not building that community and having mm -hmm. that relationship because people really do feel like a part of it and they are in a sense you know they're contributing they're getting their ideas seen do you do a lot of like reply to comment type videos or is it mostly just like you know skits and then they'll see it because they you know get your content on their for you page it's just always it's just sketches uh, sketches and skits i just punch them out and let people react and then react to how to what they're saying, what they see from it, and and how they're uh, digesting it. And then I react to that. And maybe it flows into another video or another few videos. Maybe it's just the engagement back and forth on that one, that solo standalone thing. But it's definitely, um, it's definitely all about that like engagement. What I try to do is an hour after each video I post is reply to people. In that, like, because usually that's when most of the comments and stuff come flowing in and try to, like, get through and reply and to as many as possible. Just because, yeah. like, there's always good stuff in there. There's always just good, great, awesome stuff in there. And just interacting and knowing the people that have put you in the position that you're in, to be perfectly honest. Like, if I'm just posting videos and no one engages with them, then, like, what are we what are we doing? I'm still posting, but like, there's nothing happening here. So you want to encourage that engagement and encourage community and let them feel like to some degree that they, they know the person that they're, they're digesting, I guess. 
Yeah, definitely. I think even when you're like playing a character in a sense, like you still build that relationship with your audience by like, yeah. especially like you said, engaging in the comments. I think that's something that gets away from a lot of creators just because there can be a lot of negativity and then it makes you want to mm -hmm. look at the comments even less. So like setting aside that time being, you know, intentional with like, I'm going to reply to comments for this period of time and then I'm done. Um, I think is like a really healthy approach to it too. Cause yeah. I think it's and easy to like get caught up and always be on your phone. Like, yeah. And I, I do think some of the like negative stuff that people will get, what I try to do is like foster almost sort of like protect. I don't really know how to phrase it, but like I definitely try to foster a community that isn't within all that like negative in a world that is so divided and negative right now. And I do stuff that will include political things and whatever. Um, but I try to make sure I like poke fun at both sides. So no one can really be like, oh, this is a such and such. This is some this, that, the other and start jabbing at each other. Right. And I try to just like keep that out of it and make it just like a fun laugh for everybody at how ridiculous overall this situation is. And usually that keeps that kind of keeps the peace, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I don't spend a lot of time engaging with the people who do drop like, oh, you're not funny. This is stupid. You're an idiot. Blah, 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 blah. I just kind of don't breathe air into it because for me, I know for a fact, especially with comedy, you're not going to be for everyone. And even the people that follow you and love 90% of what you do, there's going to be videos that just isn't going to hit for them. Period. That doesn't mean you're bad. That doesn't mean they hate you. That doesn't mean this, that, the other. It could just mean they had a bad day and just lashed out at this random internet person that they usually follow. So I think that's another thing, especially to keep your own like sanity in doing this, is just take some of that negative stuff with a grain of salt. And what I do is I take a lot of the really positive comments that like personally like really touch me and make me feel good. And I save a few of them in like a folder on my phone. So then if there's a day where it's just like you're getting hit with it or you you fall victim to that negativity, I'll just dip in and be like, but see, there are a bunch of comments that have said a lot of good things too, to kind of remind you that more often than not, it's not all negative nonsense. It's so funny because I do that too with like saving comments of people that like, like, so I can look back on them and be like, oh, I actually helped someone or it, like those encouraging yeah. comments mean so much to creators. Um, oh, like, yeah. okay. Speaking of keeping yourself sane, uh, you talked about how like sometimes, you know, when you come home from a day on set, you don't want to create content and film. Obviously you can be totally drained from work. Like if you're a full-time creator, then you can be totally drained from creating content. Um, how yeah. do you manage I know you said sometimes you'll post like five times a week. Do you batch content and do you kind of have like a backlog of ideas or is it more like in the moment type stuff for you? I'm very in the moment. I don't re recommend my way of doing things to anybody. But... <laughs> I'm always curious but... though. Like it's wild to me. Like there's some creators that just have their like fly by the seat of their pants all the time. They're... And then there's people that plan yeah. out their content like months at a time. So I'm always curious. I, I've, I'm trying to get better at planning stuff out because I'll have ideas. I have like, 
I wish I had it with me. I have this like little notebook where I just like will sketch down, write down like little stupid ideas that just come to mind throughout the day. And so when I'm struggling to like find something or whatever, I'll dig in and be and just go through and try to find something to post for that day or something to to trigger an idea. But most of the time it's just kind of a fly by the seat of your pants and and just sit down and you know, check Twitter, be like, what's trending today? And then write something stupid about something I saw or a tweet or a meme even and go off of that. But I would highly recommend at the very least having a couple of days, like planning a few days ahead instead of just doing day of like I do. Because then when you're struggling, you have something there to use. One thing I do though is I'll go back maybe a year or whatever, and find videos that still could be relatable today. And I'll repost some old stuff because as you continue to grow, people might not see some of that stuff from way back when and might enjoy it. And some people like seeing the, the video that they made them originally follow you or whatever. Mm -hmm. So some of that also comes into play of being able to dive back and grab something old and make it new again. But Usually, I'm I'm a fly by the seat of your pants kind of guy, which I don't recommend. I think it's chaotic. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. No, I'm yeah, the same exactly. way. Like I totally recommend batching content, but like when push comes to shove, sometimes that just doesn't happen. But in execution, it's good to have some stuff in your back pocket. But I think it's important, like having ideas, like you said, just knowing, you know, mm-hmm. that there's something you could pull out for a rainy day. I'm curious. Um, you mentioned like when you're filming, you you know, have to switch angles and characters and lighting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Are you doing all of your filming outside of the platform and then editing it yeah. and posting it? Okay, cool. I highly recommend that to anyone that's not doing that. Because then, like you said, you're able 100%. to repost. Yes, yes. So one thing I do is it's funny because so many people will be like, well, you have like a big following on – you have like – I forget how many, like 300 – something thousand on YouTube and you have 600,000 on Instagram and this on TikTok. Are you posting different things? And I go, no, literally it's, I, it's a video and I just post it on all the platforms and different people find it on different things. Like my TikTok and Instagram, if you dig into the analytics of it, I, I have, I think 75% of my following is female and between ages like 25 to 34 or something like that. Then I go into YouTube and it's 75% male and it's like 18 to 25. And I was like, what? This doesn't even check out to me, but it's just like, there's different people that have found me on different apps. So it's a little, it's like I'm reaching it. It's a good way to see that you're reaching everyone. It's just different on each platform. If that makes sense. And it's, it's weird, but it's cool all at the same time. But I don't know. I just, I like being able to edit out so then I can put the same thing in all different places because it's a different audience on each thing that's digesting it. So even though it's the same thing, it's different people getting it. It's so interesting, I think, with the way, because you've been on TikTok, like you said, you started right before COVID. And that's when I was kind of, I mean, I started in 2015, but that's when, you know, everything started snowballing. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to see how the culture of TikTok 
has shifted. And now because you can consume TikToks on Instagram and YouTube and yep. Facebook now, which like yeah. I take some issue with, but that's fine. Uh, it's <laughs> interesting to see, like you said, it does hit like totally different audiences because not everyone's on TikTok. Um, but I feel like at the end of the day, TikToks per perform the best on TikTok. I'm curious, yes. what's your... What is your experience with YouTube Shorts been? Because I know everyone's talking about that blowing up. It is. It's been weird. Uh, I think at first it wasn't. Not a lot was going on for me there, and then all of a sudden, just it just started to hit and take off. I think the weirdest part for me, and this is definitely me specific, because I do generational stuff, and oftentimes I make fun of each generation, but. Lots of times Gen Zers think I'm think it comes off as me like specifically making fun of Gen Z. Wow, that's and... so Gen Z though. <laughs> <Just like that. laughs> Just, Just kidding. If you're it's... Gen Z, I love you. <laughs> and it's so weird that then on shorts, like all the Gen Zers will be like, oh my God, I know. I hate my generation. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> then what's going on with all of your generation on Instagram? Because they don't be loving this. They hate me over there. <laughs> like Instagram it's the is like more vicious, I think, thing. than any platform. Yeah. Actually, I I have found that most of my most vicious things have happened on YouTube. Is like true. Some of those comments will be wild. So I don't even... That's the only platform where I super don't really engage because I've seen some like bad stuff. And I'll be like, I'll answer some people... If it's like good, but I don't dive in too much because I don't want to. That's fall down true. That road. YouTube <laughs> is like even more anonymous than like Instagram. Yeah. I mean, is kind of connected to people's real life. Sometimes you get unhinged yeah. stuff on there. TikTok pretty unhinged, but like the volume of comments of comments, you sometimes don't see the crazy ones. YouTube, yeah. I'm not. I don't have a big following on YouTube. I really don't focus on it. But like, I get comments on videos from like eight years ago and they're just like it's like why <laughs> yeah. why it's an eight-year-old video also like what yeah. i will never understand and, and it is crazy because i have like the my first tiktoks are garbage like oh everyone's first is, tiktoks are garbage oh my god it's and even it's funny because you can tell that because i took writing classes and i took these acting classes and i took all these other things to try and like build a career outside of just content creation, but it has significantly helped content creation also. So just seeing like the, the snappiness and the quickness and the sharpness with my writing improve, I'll watch some of the old ones and be like, dear God, these are so bad. And I'll see people that are new and they'll be like, Oh, I love everything you do. And then I'll see them start commenting on the old ones. I'm like, don't go there. Don't, don't go there. No, don't. Please don't go into that. Just, I just recently stay. went back and oh. private and stuff because it's like oh. I was on TikTok Bad. in the Musically era, which like I don't know. Oh, I mean, I don't know how yeah. much you watched back then, but it was it was bad. It was real cringy. <laughs> um, so it was like lip syncing. It was really yeah. bad. So I it, went back and yeah. they don't exist anymore. Good luck finding them, everyone. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it was, Wild. I mean, everyone starts somewhere though. And it's funny because a Absolutely. lot, I would say 90% of guests that I've had over the last few years did not have a background in content creation. Like 
everyone had yeah. very different careers. Like at least in radio, you had some, some, um, I don't know, like performance media yeah. experience, but it is a totally yeah. different world. Like, um, learning how to edit and, Oh, what do you use to edit? Um, I was using splice for a while and then switched to, because of, uh, rich, uh, he put me on to, what is it? Fi- fire? The, the Adobe one. Oh, I forget. I can't oh, even frick. remember what I know it's what called you're talking now. About. I literally just go, I just look at the video leap. It has not. Yes. Has a, a, it has a fire <laughs> on it. Doesn't it? Like a fire yeah, it's, thing. It looks like a flame to me. That's why I always think it's fire something. No, I knew but what you were talking leap. about. <laughs> yeah, I love, uh, I do love video leap though. Um, because it's let me, there's certain little details in it that help with the editing to be able to add just more to it rather yeah. than just, you know, just cut, 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 cut. There is more effects you can add and like music you can add and sound effects and this and that. So it kind of lends itself to what I do best. Yeah. Everyone kind of finds an app that works best for them. I'm a splice girl. I love splice. I've used it. I'm ac- I'm on the splice ads, but I've used it for like <laughs> so long that like, it's so fast for me. I can just go like, boom, boom, boom. So I think everyone kind of yeah. finds a, an app that works for them the best, but okay. So how did yeah, you connect with nothing- Rich? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, what were you um, saying? No, I was just going to say, I have nothing against splice though. I still do. Right. Splice. Yeah. They're all so similar, but, you know? Yeah. But um, Rich, how did, I think I just like found, I think one of his videos just popped up one day and I was like, this dude is funny, like flat out, just funny. And the quality with, the quality of his videos was so like top tier, which I, which was what I was like, oh, wow, this is like, this is great. Like the editing, the, the, um, the cameras he was using, the, the. Everything, just all, it's every cinematic. piece of it. Yeah, it wasn't just the the writing or the the sketch itself. It was everything. It was a production, a whole production in like a TikTok. And so it was just kind of through that that we kind of just crossed paths and followed each other or whatever. And And I think like kind of just through DMs and stuff, we've just kind of chatted about kind of following the same path of like improving our writing and finding ways to get better with our writing. I'm pretty sure he, he said he was writing a pilot too at one point. So we've kind of just like run on parallel paths in a way in that Mm. sense. But I think he was also content creating well before I was, I think he was doing YouTube stuff first, but he, yeah, he dabbled. If you guys haven't listened to my interview with rich guy yet, he makes great comedy content as well. So um, mm-hmm. It's always interesting to see also like in the co- creation world, because so many like friendships form, it's a very unique career. So you end up like connecting with people and becoming friends. And it's always interesting to see 100%. who's like friends with who, like, can like the spider web of like, who knows who. It's so funny. Like there was a point, le- was it last year? Yeah, it was, a- or maybe it was earlier this year um, that Ben Brainerd, who also does uh sketch content and he does like the states so he personifies each state or whatever and we linked in a similar way and just through the apps and whatever and then one day i found out that he was like a celtics fan and he was coming to boston for a um for his stand-up show 
And so that like weekend, oh, he was coming to Connecticut. And then he was like, I'll ride up to Boston and we can go to this Celtics Lakers game. And we got like tickets and just hung out. He stayed at the house that. for like two days or whatever. And it was so funny because my wife was like, this is so weird that you just like have made random new friends that you literally haven't even met. In yeah. person. But no, it's, it's so, so real. it's so funny. And it's like the way the algorithm works, I feel like it brings you people that are similar to you too. Like I met one of my yeah. best friends. I've met several of my really good friends from social media um, who I talk to like every day now, which sounds so weird, but it's like when you finally yeah. do meet in real life, you've talked so much online, you've watched so much of each other's content that it's like you do already know each other. You just haven't met yet. It's really weird. Yeah. And there's something to be said, and I credit my wife's, my mom, mother-in-law, because I I had said something about the first time we had went to LA and then like just talking to some of the people who are content creating in the same kind of um, genre that I am. Whenever I interact with them, I'm always like, oh, I'm always so like motivated to make more stuff. And it almost like kind of in a snap just triggers yes. more creativity or whatever. And my mother-in-law was like, that's because you're interacting with other creatives that understand the same sort of I don't want to say struggle, but the same sort of like mindset you're going through where it's like just so much going on in your brain of trying to like come up with the next thing and, and that like yeah. all that goes along with that. So I think it lends itself to being able to find more people that like link with you, like you'd said, and then it's just natural for you to form a bond because you have that similar mind and are able to understand each other and kind of throw ideas off each other and stuff like that. 100%. The community aspect of connecting with other creators in your genre and even outside of your genre. Like some of my friends make content that I would never collab with them on because it just like doesn't make yeah. sense. Like I value so much even the friendships that I made online. Like we can't even work together, you know, but we can encourage yeah. each other and bounce ideas off each other. And like everyone of every size of creator has the same struggles, which is what I've learned through talking to so many people on here mm -hmm. and online with such different following sizes and experiences. Like we all struggle with the same things. So we have to stick together. Oh, yeah. And that was like a big goal with this for me was like getting to talk to so many people um, and getting to even like foster connections where I'm like, Hey, you yeah. should meet this person. You guys make great. I want to, I need to make like a group chat for the podcast. Cause I've, like there's just creators of all sizes and walks of life that I'm like, I feel like we could all help each other so much. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. And even outside of just the world of content creation, because like I said, with like me and Rich, just uh, he was reading some book um, about like screenwriting and whatever. And I saw it and I was like, oh my God, I my manager sent me this book and how is it? And da, 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 da. So even just understanding how you can grow career-wise outside of just content creation yes, and taking yeah. tips from each other and being able to like just it's kind of like seeing people going where you want to go and why would you not try to talk to them and learn from them and and just share experiences like that it's just such a smart way to go about growing and not yeah. just growing in size of your account but growing as like a person as a creator as a creative just all of that it's such a good it's such a good way to just run into people that can help you grow and be better at what you do. Yeah. I think for me, I haven't come across very many creators that aren't willing to share their experiences. And yeah. um, I think actually with TikTok, I think creators are much willing to engage and 
share their secret sauce or whatever. Like I think with Instagram, yeah. it was this weird culture of like gatekeeping, girl boss and gatekeep um, being like bloggers. But I think the way TikTok has kind of played out is it's taken everyday people, given them these careers they could have only dreamed of in content creation. And so a lot of people in the short form video space are really willing to like give back and um, share their experiences. Like I uh, have a practice where I will message people who have worked with brands that I have gotten yeah. outreach from and be like, Hey, this is really weird. Uh, just wondering, like, I saw you worked with this brand. Did they meet your rate? Like, did you have a good yeah. experience working with them? I've learned so much valuable information from that. Um, that saved yes. me from getting burned. So yeah, those it, creator uh, relationships are so important. And I think what's funny with that is I, I see a lot of people and this is sort of like the business side of treating your content and your brand and everything that you've built as a business. I've seen so many people be like, like if they've worked with someone and it was a bad experience, like go on and blast them all over oh, stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, listen, first of all, that's not great because if I was a brand and I saw you just blasting people, I'd be like, mm, maybe I'll be careful of working with this person. But like, you still can communicate to other people and other creators that like, hey, the experience with this place, was it bad? Was it this? What was it like? Da, 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 da. If someone reaches out, like you said, and you know someone that has worked with them, you by all means should be asking, how was your experience? Da, 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 da. And 90% of the time, people are going to be like, oh, it was great. Or, oh, it was terrible or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like blasting them out 100%. publicly not, doesn't not serve anything. And so many people, I've seen so many people do it. And I think that's, that's one thing I want to get across is like, hey, listen, remember to treat yourself like a business, like a professional, even though this feels like such a, a silly, fun thing to be doing. You also should be looking at it in a professional sense in a yeah, lot of ways totally. too, because, because it is a business in a certain way. It is. No, you are a business. You are a brand. Yeah. Like um, you were saying before, like focusing on kind of like growing as not just a creator, but like in a personal way too, in your career outside mm -hmm. of creation, like that's important in any entrepreneurial space. And you're right yes. with um, blasting brands or people um, online, like isn't usually a good look. I do think that there's a way to share your experience in like a um, productive way. Like I did have a very yeah. bad experience with a brand once where they actually replied to one of my comments saying, calling me a liar essentially. And so I just yeah. came out, I came with the receipts and said, no, this is actually <laughs> what happened. And yeah. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you guys, but this speaks for itself. Um, but you don't even yeah. have to do that now because there are apps. Um, there's an app called Clara where it's basically mm. Glassdoor for creators. So people can register for accounts on there. There's also one it's called fuck you pay me. And I think it's an app. <laughs> I've never looked at it. Um, yeah. But I know it's kind of in the same vein of like being glass door for creators. But I will literally just I'm shameless and I'll DM someone and be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate when I get those DMs because I'm like, I am shocked sometimes because I'll have people say like, oh, this brand reached out to me and they said they don't have a budget. And I'm like, that's funny because they paid me X, Y, and Z. So don't take yeah. it if they're not going to pay you, you know, like it's, it's okay to reach out. I'm always flattered when people reach out to me and ask questions. Yeah. And it, I think it just is a sign of like respect in a certain sense that they, 
they respect what you do and they respect you enough to be like, hey, listen, I know you're a straight shooter. What do we got going on here? What's the deal? Or even just advice on content stuff. Like, I think it's always good when people reach out. And I just like communicating and talking about all of it. And yeah, me too. When someone reaches out, I'm all, all for it, all in. I wanted to talk about it so much, I had to make a podcast so that I could talk to myself about it. <laughs> Fair and point. And I was you like, do let's that. bring in other people. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's so important to like connect and have people to ask questions to, that community around you. Yeah. It, do- it really does keep you going. Like when you get that burnout, uh, just because that's going to happen. Inevitably, everyone oh, God, duh, will get burnt happens. out at some point. And people don't, that's another thing is I have so many friends that don't, I have friends that like literally have no idea what I do. They're like, so you just make TikToks and you can live off that. And I'm like, yes, that's, yeah, that's exactly what I do. And like, can't wrap their head around it. And then there's so many people that like, I don't know. It's just, there's, there's so many people that don't understand anything around this, that it is so much more important to be able to, to communicate and have people that are in that space to to just share that experience because like it, it's such a it it's not new it's but so it's unique. still very new and so oh, unique yeah. that that so many people just really don't fully get it yet it's the wild west still it is the wild west still it, it really, really is. is jim west desperado straight up wiki wild wild west that's exactly what it is it's like it's crazy you there's no rhyme or reason to a lot of stuff. There's like no rules for a lot of stuff still. Like, I think it's funny because yeah. I see creators that are like, oh, it's too late for me to grow on TikTok. Like, it's too late. And I'm like, <sighs> what if like I had seen Smosh on YouTube in what, 2007 and was like, oh, it's too late to get into YouTube. Can you, if I had started yeah. making YouTube videos in 2007, I would be, I'd have a mansion in Montana by now. exactly it's so it's so wild and i kind of did some of that with like instagram where my tiktok took off and then i didn't i just didn't think of trying to transfer anything to other platforms Platforms. and then all of a sudden i started posting reels and they started going and whatever i think when i hit like a million on tiktok i had like twelve thousand followers on instagram and then just within the last like year committed to also engaging there and doing stuff on YouTube and whatever. And I've watched all like across the board, all of them start to grow. And I'm like, cause the content is quality no matter where I'm posting it. Yes. So why would I not be trying to take advantage of each thing? Because you never know which app is going to change or fall out of favor or they are businesses in themselves. So you don't know when one's going to, you know, run out of money or not be run wet. Like you don't know what's going to happen. So you might as well. I know that's exactly what I was talking about to be quite honest. But (laughs) so why not just diversify yourself? Why not put yourself out there on different platforms? See what works on different platforms. See what's working with different people. Like it's just such a smarter way to go about it. And, and I think people need to formally adopt the business mindset once you get to a certain point you have to start thinking of it with a business mindset because it it is it really is one yeah 100 percent. and 
yeah, Vine is a great example of how you can work your butt off and build a huge platform and it could be gone yep. overnight. Like, like all that. I'm saying is Elon Musk should bring Vine back. <laughs> like, I'm just saying there's a huge opportunity there. Yeah. <laughs> Someone hit but him it, up. It is so crazy, though. It's so wild because it does. It's And it was kind of like, it, remember in 2020 when all of a sudden there were all the the back and forth where TikTok was going to be gone. Uh, yeah. Like I was that, like having panic attacks. <laughs> that That's the perfect example of like, hey, this literally they can do whatever they want. Like if the government wants to shut that sucker down, there goes your 2 million followers just out the window. Yeah. And that was a stressful time. One thing, and I think this is super random, but like, I think one thing that's also important is I have the same like, username across all platforms so it's easy to <sighs> find me wherever you're looking yeah and i know some people that are just like my name on this one is such and such underscore blah 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 and my name over here is da 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 and it makes it so much harder for people to like find you on different spaces i'm like grab your brand like by the throat and just represent it as hard as you can and make it like uniform in some senses even though it's different on each platform just understand that you are bigger than one single app and whatever you're doing is quality for people. And just, I don't know. It, that's one of those things that just kind of annoys me. That's why I brought it up is just like, no, I treat agree. Your brand like a brand. So my issue is right now, you know, they just came out with YouTube handles and that yeah, 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 pisses yeah. me off because they grandfathered people's handles in to people that had URLs and the, person yeah. that has my handle that I've had on Instagram since 2011 straight up when it came out has a YouTube yeah. channel they haven't posted on in like 12 years or something insane oh. and I can't get my handle and I can't get my because I'm TikTok I'm at Victoria which was like a OG handle and I can't get it on YouTube it doesn't exist I looked it up I can't find whoever has it and then YouTube support is telling me like, no, it, it's already taken. And I'm like, right. Can I talk to someone on the creator team? Because <laughs> I have an established brand with this handle and I need yeah. it. Like, it's like insane That's... that the way they did that was so messy because then it doesn't make yeah. sense for me to have any other handle. And, and it does <sighs> feel like they kind of just were, <sighs> it's like they were falling behind in the marathon and just and started like, to oh, sprint. Shit. Yeah. And they, they just like, like they hopped on handles. a bike. Yeah, they just found a bicycle and they were like, we got to get to the front. We got to get back in the game. We, we have Thank to. Good luck, YouTube, honestly. But <laughs> I mean, YouTube does have the best monetization, I think. Well, real yeah. bonuses. I don't know. Everyone's freaking it's a it's a dick measuring contest on social media right now. Like they're just trying to like really is. get the best programs and the best views. But it's like never going to. I don't know. It's it's a lot. I say my is a lot. advice is like to focus on one platform and then just repurpose everything for the other platforms and like go from there because it's it's a yeah. lot. There's a lot happening at once right now on social media. And I think people don't. And I think that's a great point because I suddenly I made the shift to where I kind of focus most on Instagram because that's where most of like my most of my better engagement and like everything, like it just feels like a good centralized spot for me. And so then I just kind of post it everywhere else and engage as I can and as needed because 
as much as we're saying like be on every app and like diversify and make sure you're out there it's so hard to try and keep that same energy for each one you can't have you can't you can't go 150 on each one you maybe can go up and down here and there if you want but like it's you definitely should put your focus somewhere and and work on that the way i kind of do it is if like tiktok blew up and i was like all right well this is my tiktok's fine let me try and build my Instagram. And then it started to build. Then I was like, all right, my Instagram's doing all right. Let me focus over here on YouTube and make sure that I'm getting this going. And then kind of have come back to uh, Instagram as like my centralized spot. But definitely you need to, you need to have your pecking order, I guess. You need yeah. to have like yeah. your priority list of which ones you want to focus on and how much energy you want to give them. Because you don't have like a gazillion hours in a day to, to go through every single one. Yeah. It's a lot. Like just, I'm glad that the point I started at, like I was able to pour like everything into TikTok because reels literally didn't exist. Um, (laughs) and YouTube was just like a whole nother world and Snapchat too. I mean, I can't, I can't keep up, but it's 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 interesting. It's gotten to the point where I feel like everyone's starting to take each other's ideas. So then there's everywhere has, as soon as TikTok got like stories, and I was like, no, I can't, this is, I can't get much. stories on everything, guys. Like this is, no. And the now <laughs> thing, now that, um, what's it called? Uh, be real. So now like Instagram yeah. and TikTok tried to do like a TikTok now. And it's like, maybe I don't want everyone that follows me on TikTok to know what I'm doing right this second. Like that's yes. kind of unsafe, first of all. Yes. Um, but I did it the yeah. first day it came out on TikTok and it was just like, a picture of me walking my dog. And then afterwards I was like, I don't do, no, I don't want to then dig into my normal day and be like, I have to do something cool to post to like, whatever. I was like, this is, well, and that was the point of be real, be real was supposed to be like what you're actually doing in the moment. But now because it's being put on, I just, I don't understand. I need, I just don't like, I could talk about this all day, how the platforms (laughs) feel like they have to take, features from every other platform and it has to be everything in one platform like pick the thing that people go to your platform for and be the absolute best at that and stop trying to make every platform the same because it's taking away from the culture it's taking away from the creativity it's watering it all down like i get the same tiktoks that i do on reels that i do on youtube tv like yeah. Or not even YouTube TV on YouTube shorts. Like it's just, I, I get from a business perspective that they're trying to go where the money is. Yep. It's exactly that. But it's hurting their culture, I think. Yeah. And it's funny because like when you think of Instagram, it's so weird that like back when Instagram started, it was like just pictures. That's what we were doing. And it's so weird to think of now what it is versus what it was then where I feel like it almost doesn't have its own particular like identity. It's just pieces of every other app. It It is is. literally like if, if you took bits of every other app and just smashed it into one is Instagram. And like, it's slowly becoming, yeah. And it's slowly becoming everything else. And that would be a cool way like if they all kept their own identity it would be such a cool way to be able to if you are a creator then you really are giving different 
aspects of you and your creation in different spaces. Like you can do different things in different places or whatever and reach people differently or whatever. But it's just, ugh, I agree with you. I just feel like it's, it's just a smash of all the same stuff and everyone's trying to do the exact same thing. And yes. it's wild. And if like one, if each app focused on their own thing that they're known for and would be the absolute best at it, it would keep them relevant. I feel like the issue yeah. that's happening now is like it's a relevancy battle and 100%. only one can win. So like yeah. by making – I don't know. And then I saw like TikTok has added photos and some – like it's like <sighs> it's too much. <sighs> like we want them separate. And Like, but, like maybe they'll figure it out. Not... Something has to give. Something has to give because at the same time, like it's almost like you don't care about the people that are creating because now you you know damn well that now these same people have to be on every app doing mm -hmm. the same thing. On like, I am not giving you all the stories that I put on Instagram, also on TikTok, and then putting them on Snapchat, and then like it's so much. It's so much just physical work that and tedious work. Like, and there's no me, good way to. Share them either. Like the yeah. later app, I did a call with later because they did like a what was it called? Like a research study on I guess TikTok creators, and they were asking, yeah. like, would you use this program or whatever? And I'm like, if you can't auto schedule content for reels and TikTok, there is no purpose for me to buy it ever. Yeah. Cause like why? Yeah. Like if I'm paying to be able to schedule it, I don't even, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I feel like this is my prediction of an implosion of at least one platform right now. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it is buck wild. And the one, I think the one that annoys me most is Facebook starting to like <sighs> trying to get into the game. I'm like, listen, first of all, first of all, that's where everyone's auntie is. They, they're not going to do all that stuff. Just leave, leave Facebook for that crowd of people leave it no for... one under 35 is using facebook no and it's funny because i i like i have i think eighty thousand followers on my like facebook page or whatever and i like hardly post stuff because i like often just kind of forget forget about my facebook because i'll go over there and it Sorry, literally Mark. will be people it'll be i know it'll literally be like people that don't know how to like share the video and like it's just such a it's a completely completely different audience than any other app that I have yeah. <laughs> every other page that I have or any other following and I'm like I'm I'm sorry guys I just can't I, uh, you guys you, you ever, guys start doing too much no um okay I don't know if what era of Facebook you fall into but there was this Facebook group at one point when Facebook was like the app um called uh like let's pretend to be boomers or something like that and everyone would type like in all caps and it would be like i don't even know i can't even explain That's it excellent. but Brittany broski was talking about it on her podcast the other day and i was like that is an unlocked memory it would be like she like you bitch return my casserole pan like you it was like yeah just so it's funny wildest, it is the wildest thing like facebook is such a weird the culture, and I think it's so though, weird because it's, it's shifted. It and I really it is the weirdest thing because I 100% remember going to college and then them telling me about like I didn't know about Facebook till I showed up to 
orientation and they were like, in case you want to meet your classmates, there's this cool app where everyone logs on and it's like a social media app and you can go on and like meet people. And, and it's going to run blah, blah, blah. your and life like, in 10 years. And I was like, this is so cool. And then slowly like older people got to go on it and then older. And then all of a sudden I saw my mom on it and was like, this is, this feels like it's not the same thing anymore. And now it's just literally just boomers. It's like, just it's like, it's boomers and fake news. Yes. A hundred percent. It's all, like, it's all of that. It. It's the weirdest it. thing when you think about where it started to where it is now. It would be like if TikTok suddenly just became just for like old folks. It's so Which I weird. think people are concerned about because it did start off very young, like, and now it's, it has shifted. I still think the audience is not there above 50, but from my yeah. perspective, we need a lot more content creators that are in more mature age categories because like they have stuff to share and cool ideas. And I just think the technology um, learning curve is there for some people with a lot of yeah. apps, but um, yeah. I do no, love there's... when someone in that, someone in that boomer pocket, whenever you catch some of the, like, like, I don't know if you follow like the old gays. Oh yes. I love them. I love them through and through. And then there's another one that's like the, it's like the retirement house or something. And it's just like, Oh, I know four. what that one is too. And, like, when I see, like, the older folks doing trends and being hysterical and posting awesome stuff, I'm like, you know what? I'm super here for this. I love yes, every me too. single bit of it. Every God. single bit of it. So I would love to see more old people, like, figure out the the technology behind it and be able to produce, so like, I feel content like content. All of those people have to have people helping them though, right? Like surely. 100%. It's just, I 100%. feel like even I'm getting to the age now. I just turned 30. I feel like I'm getting to the age now where I'm starting to not understand how some people are doing stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is happening very quickly. Yeah. It's a, It just changes yeah, so like, fast. I'm like, what? how it are you guys really, doing that? It really does. <laughs> It's so true because I plenty of times will see a video and be like, whoa, that, oh, wait, how do we, or just like the humor, like some of the, yeah, I'm like, what? No, I have to constantly, especially where I do generational humor. I have to dig into like urban dictionary and like Google so many terms. And I did one video that was like a slang battle between Gen Z and millennials. And when I tell you it took so much work to dig into all these slang terms and find ones that were like that meant kind of the same thing and what I, oh it was so much work i did just doing so the much lord's work out here <laughs> I know. and i feel like it, it changes so fast like there's new yeah. terms like so quickly i can't keep up there's a lady that comes up on my for you page that's like it's so funny okay two different thoughts it's funny how big the commentary on generations is on social media it really is a thing and i don't know if that's just because it's the first time we're really able to see it so vividly but also like it's doing so well across all platforms and then on the other flip side of that there's a lady that i follow that does like a generational it's like tick this weekend review on tiktok from a millennial or something and she kind of like breaks down everything and like goes through the list of everything happening. Like there's a lady with pink sauce. And then like, I don't know, couch guy. Like I don't know. It, she like goes and breaks down like everything that's happening. And it's just this like fast paced list that's like just naming 
like the corn song and then it's like every little i don't even know Th that's what i find out about some trends because you know you can't see everything yeah. at once so i'm like oh 100%. i didn't even know that was happening a hundred percent and it's so funny i i used to do like I would take whatever trend and I would start my sketch with that trend and then have like the generations argue about just like what was in the trend. Like one of them was the, um, you know, the Billie Eilish song that yes. everyone was the doing. Billie like the Eilish. The, yeah. Billie and Eilish. The, the beat is from, um, is a Nori beat from a track in like, I don't know when it was like 90s, 2000s, something like that. And so every time I heard it, I thought it was that song and would forget that there was the new song that sampled it. And so then I did a video of like starting to do the trend. Like I was going to put my foot in my hoodie and, and do the whole transition, but then turned it into like Gen Z, then arguing back and forth with the millennials and being like, no, that's our song. No, this is the wrong, like, like no. stuff like that. But I then that. I started to, but then I reached a point where I was like, I can't even keep up with what these, how many trends are like just popping off so fast that I just moved away from it and just do my own thing now. Because yeah. it used no. to be based off of like trend. Now I'm just like, there's so many. This there's is too, too many. It's like really, okay. Like also, I don't think people realize like what we see on our For You pages, like that could be a trend from like three weeks ago. And then- mm -hmm at the same time there's like 10 other things happening like it used to be much more linear and now it's very like yeah. a million things and, happening at once and that's another thing for like different how each app is doing sort of the same thing so like it'll originally it'll originate originate on tiktok yes. and then maybe like three weeks later you see it pop off on instagram so then you're like what wait uh it's is getting this shorter, still though. going on yeah so, like, I think that Billie Eilish one that I did, when I posted it, because I did one video, put it on TikTok, and everyone got it. And then there were so many people on Instagram that were like, I don't, why was he putting his foot in his sweatshirt to start that? And I was like, it's because of the, the trend the, it's that was, and they're the... like, it's, uh, it's such a weird, a weird thing. Because you don't know when, when the trend starts, when it officially is, like, too much and over. It's, like, hard to... Follow. I've said a million times, someone take this idea and please use it. Make an app that uses some kind of AI to figure out trending topics on Instagram and TikTok because yeah. there's no good way to tell. And also because the way the algorithms distribute content, they're not using hashtags. A lot of times it's a song or it's like a specific moat yeah. action or... Yeah like a topic like that feta cheese thing that you bake like whatever you know it's there's no um way to search for that because it's not just with a song it's not just with a certain hashtag it's not just with yeah whatever like there's nothing that does that and someone needs someone would make so much money on that yeah which is why at the end of the day i always kind of come back to this and this is why i love doing stuff the way I do it is because I base it on, on like me, like, like I said, with like yes. news trends, like every, if it's a big news story, whether it's a trend or not, you know, in the moment, everybody's talking about it. Like when Tom Brady's divorce was like coming down the pipe and everyone was like, Oh my God, Tom Brady's getting divorced. What? Then I did a video on Tom Brady's divorce just because I knew it was something everyone was talking about, like whether it was one. a trend or not. 
and like and like I said with the queen or like with this that the other then you know this is a major news story you see every everyone's going to have an opinion on it everyone's going to have something to say so just jump in on that and just doing it your own way instead of relying just on what trends are popping off I think is maybe what has helped me stay consistent and stick with consistent growth rather than trying to like catch up to the eight ball all the time on what's popping yeah. off just on social media. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do what's popping off on earth and yes. <laughs> base it off of that. Cause at yeah. least then I know everyone's seeing it. Yeah. And I've, I've totally noticed a shift too, because I think that there were a lot of creators in that kind of early TikTok era that, did blow up from trends. I'm probably one of them. Like yeah. a lot of my stuff was very trend based. And now you really, you can do that, but you can't let it run your brands, like run your yeah. content because now it is happening at such a fast turnover on so many different platforms. Yeah. You're going to run yourself ragged trying to keep up with the Joneses per se. And even when TikTok started, it, it, like when TikTok started, it felt like there was like it would be at very least like one or two big trends at a time. Yeah. Like, so you knew what the trend was. Mm. And then now it feels like at any given moment, there's a handful of them that are all and there's also going off at the same time too. Yeah. Like, it, it's wild. It's wild to see the evolution, but it's always interesting oh, yeah. to see like how people are navigating it in their own little bubbles and different niches. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. That's why you just do your own thing, baby. Just go out there and just keep posting. Cause I know that's, that's what happened to me the first time I was afraid to post anything. And I was like, this is stupid. This isn't even good. This is terrible. This is so bad. And then it went viral and I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so just, just post it, give it a shot. If it does well, great. If it doesn't just do it again tomorrow and try something new and just keep trying stuff. Cause that's, I think that's the easiest way to just keep it pushing because trends come and go. All the other stuff comes and goes. Just keep trying to put out some quality stuff and you'll be, you'll be straight. Well, I think you might've just answered my recap, like ending questions. I ask everyone, <laughs> but I'm going to ask you anyway, uh, what advice would you give someone who wants to be doing what you're doing now? I would say, one, number one, and I, I've said this a couple of times when I've spoken to like, because now it's a thing that people want to do when they go to college. They're like, I want to be right. It's the number creator. one career. So, yeah. So teachers are now calling on content creators to be like, I would love for you to speak to the class. Um, and one thing I constantly say to them is be prepared for it not to just be what you think it is. It is not just post a video, it blows up, you live and vibe and that's it. Like, be prepared for it to be work, like a nine to five kind of, not not necessarily a nine to five job, but like be prepared for it to be a job and be prepared for ups, downs, days where you don't want to go to work, days where you do. Think of it that way and understand that there's more than just the viral, I can't say the word. There's more than just it all going viral and whatever. Just be prepared for the work aspect of it. And be prepared for the business aspect of it because it, at the end of the day, comes down to that. And the second thing I would say, creatively, do you. Keep it honest to you, what you have to say, what you enjoy, what is true to you, because that's what's going to separate you from other people. 
like there's a ton of people like we said earlier that are doing generational stuff tons of people and i still feel like mine is very different than anyone else who's doing the generational stuff some people are doing like green green screen stuff and going back in the day and this and that where mine is just generations talking to each other and sketches and so do what is true to you and what you enjoy and the right people will eventually find you there's a ton of people on all these apps so the right ones will find you and follow you if you're genuinely doing what you enjoy and they'll feel it and they'll be able to tell it and just keep keep on keeping on just post it. I second Just that. Post I second it. all of that. Um, okay, last question. What would you yeah. go back and do different if you had to start over knowing what you know now? Um, I think I would probably man. I know it's a I think I probably I think I probably would have started like treating it more seriously earlier, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And and treating like in it what sense with a like with a more more of a professional business mind than just like oh I'm be able I'm able to create these things and engage with an audience and this is just neat and cool. I wish I could have mm-hmm. earlier been like hey, you can leverage this to do this podcast or you can leverage this to mm. do like acting and writing and stuff like that. I've had people reach out specifically for my writing who are now helping me try to pitch and produce this pilot, which if I hadn't done this content, wouldn't have ever been at this point. So So cool. I think just, just go back and really think about, think of it in the sort of business mind and how you can build outside of just content creation and use the content creation to open doors for yourself that you maybe wouldn't have been able to open otherwise. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that as well. Um, Well, thank you so much for taking time to share your experience and your story with our listeners. Um, Do you have any upcoming projects you want to plug? Anything exciting happening? Not really. I don't think I'm doing much. Just everybody keep your fingers crossed that this pilot gets some legs and we can make it. And then maybe within a year, you'll be able to see me on netflix or something <laughs> hell yeah that'd be so freaking cool um okay yeah. well let our listeners know where they can follow you uh at bmo the prince at bmo the prince on any and everything if you google it All you'll find me i'm out there love that I'm out there branding that's the way to do <laughs> yes. it yes okay yes, well me. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of TikTok Radio. Make sure you guys tune in next week for an interview with another very special guest. Thank you so much for pushing play today. That's it for this week's episode. Remember to subscribe and leave us a rating or review if you liked what you heard. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to connect with us on Instagram and TikTok and join our exclusive Facebook community group for more support and guidance as you grow. I'm your host, Victoria Jameson, and I'll see you next week for another episode of TikTok Radio.